This podcast is part of the Zeo to Hero Podcast Network. AvenuePodcast.net Hello, all my beautiful people. It's time for another fun episode of If You Give a Dad a Podcast. And this week I have with me a man that I have gotten to know pretty well over the last few months and things like that. And I'm very excited to have him on my podcast. And that is the Ruthless King, Xander Gold. He is the owner and promoter for Diamond State Wrestling. And uh, he is a great guy. I am really excited for you guys to hear this episode with him. It's a lot of fun. We talk about his start in wrestling as well as, you know, some other things. You know, the differences between going from just being a wrestler to being a promoter and, you know, different things like that. Some of the people that he's met over the years doing this thing that we call the business. And uh, I think you guys are really going to enjoy this. And for those of you who are here just to listen to the Alexander Gold episode, welcome. I hope that you enjoy what you hear. And I hope that you stick around and listen to some of the other great episodes I have here as well. So, if you guys are as excited as I am, then let's get this show on the road. If you give a dad a podcast. Hey dad. So where did you actually train at? I made a really good career out of being able to bump, sell, and I had a punch me face. I wasn't about to call you dad, so... <laughs> Seriously? I felt like I was in an anime or something. People get really mad at those videos for some reason. Like, it triggers really? certain people. Yeah. Bloop. Wow. I was actually lost as an infant, and I was taken in by a traveling group of independent wrestlers. <laughs> I love it. I'm excited for this stuff. Bro. Get punched in the face on the daily. Do you always do these interviews with your shirt off? <laughs> what? Man, this guy won't shut up. All right, everybody. So this is attempt number two. Um, as you know, I did a recording in the ring with this guest that I have on today. And um, my computer decided that it didn't like the recording or something because it won't let me use the audio. So we're doing this again. And the guest that I'm talking about is the Ruthless King, Xander Gold. He is an Arkansas-based wrestler. He is the owner and promoter of Diamond State Wrestling, and he is also the heavyweight champion. Man, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. It's been a been a long, hot week. <laughs> it definitely <laughs> has. I think it said, uh, right before I walked out here to the garage, it said that the real fill was like 102. Jeez. So, <laughs> yeah, it's a little warm. <laughs> I bet you're getting toasty. I'm sitting in AC today. We're not, I'm not hot in the the ring this time <laughs> it actually wasn't that bad though you know because we had the fan going and we had the door kind of opened a little bit so i wasn't really yeah. that hot but i mean i guess it's because i'm used to my garage and having the door closed you know that it's like oh it's kind of got a little nice fresh air coming in and i don't get that over here so <laughs> so let's kind of just uh, uh jump right into it and everything because I, I know this is all stuff that we talked about before and i wish we still had that recording but you know the show must go on, and so we got to try again. But how did you get into wrestling? Uh, so yeah, I, I I grew up watching the Attitude Era and flipping channels. Um, you know, DX, NWO, the good old days. Mm-hmm. Um, where you know you really got sucked in on all the storylines and stuff. But really, what 
kind of set me over the edge of really wanting to do it was uh, the Ruthless Aggression Era with guys like uh, Kurt Angle, uh, Chris Benoit, Eddie mm-hmm. Guerrero. Um, you know, the list really goes on because you had you still had Sean on there. You still had Triple H. Right. Um, you still had Baker. You had Kane. You had all those guys. So you had like the mix between the Attitude Era guys and then a lot of the young, hungry guys that were super athletic, young Brock Lesnar. Right. Um, you Shelton know, Benjamin. Yeah, Shelton Benjamin was one of my favorites. Team Angle is probably one of my favorite factions. Oh, great team. On. Yeah, I love uh, them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, that's uh, that's kind of like what got me into it. Uh, ever since then, I was always been that kid in school that's like other kids would be like, I want to be a cop, I want to be a fireman, I want to be a pro wrestler. <laughs> Never want to do anything else. So, Yeah, and it, I, I remember being a fan of pro wrestling whenever I was in school, and people made fun of you for it, or they did me at mm-hmm. least, you know. So, it, you know, it, it's nice to be able to be like, ha, look where I'm at now. I've met my dream, you know, so it's really cool, you know, uh, being able to look back, but, you know, going with what you said, that was a very talented era. And the first three names you mentioned were Kurt Angle, Chris Benoit and Eddie Guerrero. And man, those three alone put on some of the best matches during the ad or during the ruthless aggression era, you know? Oh yeah. You always knew it was going to be intense and everything. When you got guys like Angle and Benoit in the ring, Right. So, and yeah. Eddie knew how to draw draw you in with his cheating and stealing and stuff and like added the comedy to it, but it was still like you expected a great match out of him still too, not just to be funny. Right, right. Yeah, it's, that's probably some of my favorite stuff to go back and rewatch. I would probably say, and I don't know if this uh, same with you, but uh, probably uh, WrestleMania 21 is probably one of my favorite ones to go back and rewatch. And that's like pretty much in the height of the ruthless aggression era. That was a good one. Yeah. That was the one where uh, Batista won his first uh, heavyweight title and John Cena won the WWE championship from JBL. Yeah. That, I mean, that was, that was definitely a good one. Um, that kind of like set Cena on his, you know, yeah. his, long run as WWE champion multiple times. Right. Um I mean my my favorite WrestleMania match is the triple threat um between it was the one main event. This is the this is the greatest I think this is probably the best mania ever anyways, uh which was WrestleMania um twenty. And okay. that been Wall won the the heavyweight title in the yep. triple threat match. That that triple threat match was probably the best triple threat match I've ever seen in my entire life. Between Sean and Triple H, Sean and Triple H both being busted open, you know, Benoit kind of being like that outside guy because he still had that feud going on with Sean and Triple H, and he got thrown in the mix. Right. And uh, it was just such good storytelling for a uh, triple threat. And sometimes triple threats don't go very well, but that's like one of the best ones, in my opinion. And I just right. love the finish where he had him, he rolled back right to the center of the ring, and he had him. So, like, I mean, it was just good. And then the whole, you know, you, uh, I've got a picture of it, uh, of the Benoit, um, Eddie hugging with the yeah. titles. Because, yeah. I mean, you also had that match with Eddie and Kurt, mm-hmm. uh, which was a fantastic match that ma- uh, that year. <laughs> that he, was a Nina great was in that one, too. He won the U.S. title from, from Big Show using the brass knucks, cheating. Yep. Um, I mean, you had a, lo- a lot of great matches on that show. Um, yep. yeah, one that booed out the building. Uh, he had Goldberg and <laughs> Lesnar last match there. Yeah. Um. So I mean, you had a lot of memorable moments on that mania. 
So yeah, I think it was Taker and Kane on that main on that mania too. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I, I think you might event. be right. Yeah, it was Taker and Kane. I think, I think yeah, he was facing his brother again. Mm-hmm. He beat Kane times. <laughs> I feel like he always faced a lot over at Mania. So oh yeah. Yeah, having wrestling as, uh, as a kid has been a great thing, and I'm glad that I've been able to pass that on to my kids. And one of the things that they've really in, enjoyed is going to the Diamond State shows. You know, they've been to uh, two of them now with me, and uh, I had an episode where uh, we talked with, where I talked with my kids, and they talked a lot whenever we talked about wrestling and shows that they went to. Diamond State Wrestling was what they were talking about. You know, they, uh, my daughter said that one of her favorite moments was when you, uh, turned heel at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Shocked everybody. <laughs> Shocked the world, then. <laughs> <world, Yeah. man. laughs> I mean, we, we did a 43 minute match. Um, never lost the crowd at all. Right. And then shocking turn at the end, you know, to really send them home, like going, what just happened? Yeah. So. Well, there, there's, a, there's a good picture out there, and it's of you sitting on the throne with the microphone, you know, just talking trash to the crowd as they're, you're telling them to leave. The show is over. It's time for you to go. And it, it's just a great picture, you know, because it, it, it shows and it fits very well with, I know you have the, the title now, The Ruthless King, you know, uh, since you were crowned the champion and everything. So uh, that, that picture is just perfect for that. Yeah, so it was the finals of the the King of Diamonds. So mm-hmm. I just naturally said, I'm going to be the Ruthless King. So um, I, I won and became the Ruthless King. And what better way to send off everyone from being the Ruthless King is starting my era saying, all you peasants can leave now. You know? <laughs> Show's over. You enjoyed. You got what you're going to get out of me. Get out of here. Yeah. And seeing the... Uh... You know, you teaming up with uh, the Camacho family and things like that, you know, there was a, a lot that happened there at the end, you know, mm-hmm. that I'm sure is going to play over into the the next show that you're going to be having. Oh, yeah. August 27th. Um, you know, we're uh, the United is going to address everybody and, you know, you're really going to find out uh, what we have in store and what we have planned for yeah. uh, Diamond State. I mean, we, we've got three of the titles Mm -hmm. inside of the United. The only things we're lacking right now is the women's and the tag tag team. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the, and they get a a match. It's going to be a six man mixed tag. That's winner take all. So it's Olivier and, uh, Vatos kind of locos defending their titles Mm -hmm. against Emmy and, uh, Dos Camachos. So, Mm -hmm. um, in the in the UFC slash the United, so uh, and the names fit the, the the name United just fits so well with, with what our group is. You know, we're all representing a different country. You know, right. you got half the Camachos. Well, actually, more than half represent Puerto Rico, uh, but Emmy and um, Irvin, he rep- they represent Mexico. Hmm. So then uh, you have. Um, Blackwell, who represents the UK, mm-hmm. and then you have me, who represents the red, white, and blue. I wear it on my gear. Um, I'm still not gonna stop wearing it, so it's it's fitting for me to be able to still do what I do, right? And lead by example, you know, I lead my 
the United by a United example. So there you go. Nothing better that way, you know. <laughs> now we just got to bring home all the gold at United We Stand because how fitting is this show, right? It's United We Stand, and Great. the United is, you know, going to be the best thing about it. So yeah, and there's a lot of going on there too. So the United isn't just you know one group terrorizing one person or anything, you know, I've got my feud with Lorenzo's ex. Mm-hmm. Um, Will is, you know, putting the Imperial division on the map. Um, you got Angel destroying super heavyweights like Shane Taylor. Um, you've got, but he's also, Wes McCann's out to get him from all the havoc he's been doing so far from the first show, beating up a fan mm-hmm. and six or seven security guards to like he's just been nothing but destructive he thought that shane taylor was gonna be the guy to put him down but wasn't and he ended up getting crowned a champion instead so and then you have you know emmy's one of the best women wrestlers and and not just if for diamond stage just all over right um she's young and she's talented and she's got a bright future ahead of her and so she and she's gonna lead the path Olivier's not anything. I'm not selling anything away from Olivier. She's good too. Um, obviously, she won a fatal four way. Uh, she had a 25% chance to win the title and she ended up winning. So, but she didn't pin Emmy. So, and Emmy's beat her. Emmy beat her the show before that. That's right. So, I remember that. That's why Emmy gets a shot. You know, she yep. has a, a, a current chance. So, why not give her the shot first? Right. Uh, you know, I've been I've been following uh, Emmy uh, on social media and stuff like that and seeing all the different things that she's doing. And she's really good at pulling the crowd in, you know, and talking trash with the crowd. And it's it, she's very entertaining to watch. I, I, I really enjoy the things that I'm seeing coming from her. Yeah. I, I mean, you're only going to see better things coming from this next show. Right. And so uh, there's a lot of twists and turns and. People got to buy their tickets, you know, or it gets sold out. Right. So, so kind of switching back over to what we were talking about before, you know, uh, you were mm-hmm. saying that you liked a lot of the ruthless aggression and things like that. Uh, who would you say is probably your biggest influences on your in-ring style? I got two guys. Okay. Um, you know, it could be slightly controversial or whatever, but I don't really care. Um, <laughs> as in performance wise, it, it is what it is. Um, that's who inspired me. It's not going to change um, off of what happened in a personal life aspect. But uh, the two people who inspired me the most are um, Kurt Angle and Chris Benoit. Those are my two favorites. Um, and then Eddie also. So, And you'll see more of my Eddie influence now, mm-hmm. um, now that I'm the Ruthless King. And I get to be a little bit different. But I, I've hit my Eddie spots before. Um, and... Uh, in the past so uh you're gonna see some shenanigans coming in the future <laughs> well we get to see that heel side because uh, before this you were a, you were a face in diamond state mm-hmm. so yep. it's uh, interesting I it's gonna be interesting face. to see you know uh this uh this change it's definitely gonna change for everybody so i've been uh a good guy for basically 99 percent of my career so wow. there's only been a few cases and it did, it just didn't click and it didn't work right? Uh, in other places. Um, but it also wasn't under my terms. Yeah. So I think that's what the, what the difference is, is going to be. And um, now I'm ready 
and it's under it was under my terms and and done my way and i think uh we're gonna i'm gonna be able to really transcend diamond state and uh myself um through this this run so yeah yeah so i know that you have a background in mma uh uh, like I told you before, the last time that we had talked, you know, I found an article on you in the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. And uh, as I, I try to do as much research as I can when I do these interviews, and I found that you do have an MMA background. I do. Uh, I So when I graduated high school, I have a, I have a amateur wrestling background. That's like mm-hmm. my heavy background. Okay. So um, I was looking for a wrestling school. There was nothing in the area. There was nothing here in Northwest Arkansas right. for professional wrestling. And so I wanted to still hold up, hone, hone in on my craft. And uh, I didn't go to college for um, amateur wrestling and stuff. I, I really wanted to pursue professional wrestling and I was trying to save up money. And uh, so I went in and I did a little bit of uh, mixed martial arts, uh, kickboxing and grappling through uh, Inferno mm-hmm. and uh, honed in my craft for a year or so there. And, uh, was really just working. I mean, it, everything I did, um, before actually training actually only benefited me more when I did start training, right. I excelled very fast because the thing wrestling, amateur wrestling and, uh, you know, the grappling side of mixed martial arts, plus the kicks and stuff helped me with strikes and with, um, knowing how to change positions when someone fits me in something. So it helps me think a few moves ahead and right. you have to do that professional wrestling as well. So, yeah, I know that it does help translate over. Well, you know, uh, there was at one point I was, I, I would say I was probably 20 and I actually looked into going to a wrestling school. And, uh, one that I ended up coming across was, uh, one in uh, California <laughs> and, uh, yeah, uh, it was actually the guy who, um, he, so there was a, um, a documentary that came out in the early two thousands and it talked about like, uh, Jake Roberts and a bunch of different other people. And I think it was called like, uh, other side of the mat or something like that was, uh, the name of the documentary. Dark side of the ring or no, it's not dark side of the ring, uh, but it's, um, I, I can't remember what it's called now, but anyways, beyond the mat, beyond the mat, that's what it is beyond the mat and one of the guys that was in there had had a wrestling school and he had trained people like uh alex shelley and uh, i think great Kali was somebody who had been there you know so he had trained some people who had made it big you know and uh i had considered going into that and one of the first things that he asked me was do you have a background in martial arts and uh it, you know it was because if you have that it makes it so much easier for you to transition into professional wrestling because you, you have an understanding of how to move. Mm -hmm. That's very true. Uh, And you know how to stay relaxed and calm too. So a lot of people is big when training, if they've never done before Um, when falling, you have to just be relaxed. The people who tense up are the ones that get hurt uh, when, when you get a crash But the ones that almost really, when you get knocked out in the car crash, someone's a good thing because then your body goes limp. Mm-hmm. And you're less likely for any. So, but yeah, the the closest one to here when I was in school was uh up in Troy, Missouri, and it was mm-hmm. uh, Harley Race and stuff. Okay, so, yeah. Up I... until my school, uh, up until the school I ended up going to opened up in Salem Springs, 
but I was the only student and the only graduate. So, oh, really? Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, who was it yeah. that you actually trained under? Uh, Daniel Flynn, and he trained under Harley Race and the Hearts. Okay. So, okay. had some really good training, and he taught me a lot. And then I did a lot. I learned a lot um, through starting out and uh, working the Indies and stuff too. I I went to Na, which is Native American wrestling, mm-hmm. um, and a lot from Running Wolf. Um, okay. who the promoter there and stuff. So um, that's where I got my career start there too, you know, was the first two years of my career was there. Uh, and then I started branching out a little bit more in Oklahoma. And then I got to the point to where I, I knew Oklahoma is what, was not for going to get me anywhere. And mm-hmm. so I, I started traveling more to Texas and trying to get out there more. And then, you know, traveled further and got more opportunities and faced different people. And then finally, something opened up here, um, which was WCWA. So, and then I got the opportunity to train and then there was a school here locally. I was like, this is a great idea. Cause you know, um, that was my big thing is I wanted to get back. And when he offered to have me be the head trainer at the school there, I was like, I'm all for it because mm-hmm. need something like that around here. Right. And that's why I reopened my school and everything when he went away and stuff. And I opened up diamond state wrestling Academy and diamond state wrestling because we need something in this area right so i don't know how how far this is went in advance but um i know that there's also you've talked about having another branch of diamond state and having a school in like the southern missouri area as well is that still something that's going to happen that so there was there was one briefly Mm -hmm. um unfortunately that partnership didn't work out with the guy i got you um and so that uh he wasn't able to maintain the facility and ended up getting shut down. Mm, so okay. that was long. They're no longer an affiliate of diamond state. Okay. Um, so it's just solely the Arkansas branch right now. Okay. Um, that's the thing about starting a business is sometimes you make big, big game plans and then life hits and you got to make some changes. So, uh, unfortunately yep. right now we're just in Northwest Arkansas. Um, we got big announcements coming up in the next month or so. Um, things are just going to be picking up and getting bigger now, though. So uh, sure. a lot of big things coming. So yeah, yeah. You know, I, it's one thing I always tell people whenever uh, you know things happen, life comes up, and I've had different ones where I have an interview <laughs> scheduled or something like that, and last minute, man, I'm sorry, I can't make it life happens you have to learn how to roll with the punches and keep going forwards with what you do have mm-hmm. yeah that's 100 it's not it's not about getting knocked down six times about getting up seven so. exactly exactly <laughs> so there's a uh move that i actually have seen on the internet and i wanted to talk to you about it and it was at a show that you did uh not too long ago and i see you so the, the rafters are, are rather low in this building. And so you realize you can't um, jump like you normally would to do your move. And so you grab the rafters and literally you're climbing across the middle of the ring to hit your spot. What was mm-hmm. going through your mind whenever you did this? Uh, I, you know, I'm at a point that I, I really, I'm, I really want to go viral on something. Yeah. You know, I want to leave out plus, um, when I realized I wasn't able to do any of my spots that I could really catch the audience's eye mm-hmm. or attention, mm-hmm. um, and really get them at all, I was like, I've got to do something. 
and I saw the raptor rafters, and they were far enough apart where I could monkey bar them over. <laughs> and I was like, monkey bar them over, I'm going to hit elbow drop. <laughs> and luckily, they were sturdy enough to hold me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's and- what I was thinking is, oh, man, I, I, I hope these don't give, you know. <laughs> I'm they didn't. They were pretty sturdy, so they That's held good. me pretty good. Yeah, and uh, they're a little dusty, but they held me pretty good. <laughs> yeah, no, I went over without it. It was. It's been a thing that's really getting some views and really getting out there, and it was just a fun moment. Um, that was probably the funnest show I've done in a long time. Yeah. Um, I got to go out there. It really is my first time as a heel. Um, that crowd hated me. It was lovely. So I got to shut him up for a minute with that move too. So that move, they were just like, holy shit. Oh man, that was awesome. They really didn't want to boo me after that. But by the end of the, the thing, I he went to go shake my hand and I moved my hand out of the way and then flipped him off. So, uh, and then I got F this guy all the way out the building. Oh, so, that's good. That's the way you want to get yeah. out of the building when you're a heel. Oh yeah. Definitely. Uh, they, they did that on my, my entrance and then on my exit. So I had him hate me at the beginning. I gave him some spots to be like, maybe I like this guy. And then, yeah. no, nah, I hate this guy. Screw this guy. So, <laughs> so, so you're really enjoying doing the hill stuff then. I, I know that. Oh, it's so much fun. Like getting to do it on my own terms and do the, the way, the direction I want to go with it. Yeah. It's just, it's really working. I mean, I really don't change a lot of who I am. Right. Um, my stuff was always been like hard hitting and aggressive. Yes. That's why I was called the ruthless. Um, so, but now I get to be a little bit more cocky, arrogant, um, really gloat when I'm, I'm getting these big moments and, and yeah. uh, really get the heat. So I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for not only the next Vino show there, mm-hmm. um, where I'll actually be defending my diamond state championship, uh, August 12th, but August 27th, um, after I beat that little twerp and defend my championship, I'll go on and, you know, face nobody because I don't have an opponent. So <laughs> I'll sit back and enjoy, you know, watching everyone else fight over who's going to face me next. So we'll see who I'm facing. Are you going to sit on the throne? I'm gonna, I'm, uh, there, so the throne <laughs> is, a, is an annual thing. So unfortunately, okay. though, I'm the king and it'd be great. Maybe I'll add it to the stick and I'll make people carry me out on my throne. Um, <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> I, I, I might add that in the future. Um, and I'll have all these peasants doing stuff. Maybe they'll feed me some grapes or something. Um, <laughs> uh, fan me in the corner. There you um, go. Uh, I, I'll, I'll maybe I'll add some spice to it and, and really, really hone in on it. I, I do have some gear being. Uh, I'm, I'm working on getting some gear made up. To where it's more of like a, a suede type fabric. Um, oh. So it's like really, it's like the royalty and then getting a few capes made. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm going to really hone in on to it uh, once I get there. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's the more I do this character, there's the more it's going to get outrageous and, and not like, so I feel like, you know, when you see King of the Ring, you get right. a lot of guys, usually they get horny with it. Yes. Right? Yep. No, I'm going to be like, it's going to feel like I'm a legit king. Right. And, but like, I also was a warrior before I was a king. So I've still kind of thing. 
Well, you know, uh, there, like you said, there were some that were very corny and stuff. And then there were some of them that actually kind of made it look cool, you know? Yeah. And uh, like, I, I always thought it was funny and I've heard this in interviews and stuff. Every time that they tried to give uh, Stone Cold the crown to wear it, <laughs> he would end up, you know, bashing it on somebody and breaking it. It, they, he did it a couple times and then they were like you're not going to wear that are you and he's like no i'm not <laughs> so yeah that, 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 but that is what made him that promo is who made him oh, so cool steve yeah There's always one icon that makes them or one iconic moment that makes them who they are you know the rocks was the the one he joined the nation and yep. cut that uh turning into the rock promo mm-hmm. and uh his was the 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 John three sixteen promo or the Austin three sixteen just whipped you your ass. Yep, you know. <laughs> so, uh, and uh, so I mean, there's so many iconic moments that really, that's the moment they're like, that was it, and this is gonna help skyrocket them to the next level, kind of thing. So yeah. So going back, like I said, I've been uh, uh, doing research and everything like that to before I had you on here and I got to see your AEW dark match. Now I know they don't do AEW dark anymore, but you actually had a very impressive uh, match there. They gave you some time to actually get some moves in there and you don't always see that in AEW dark matches. Yeah. There's a lot of guys. I got, yeah, I was on AEW dark. I was like, yeah, you got punched in the gut and then you got pinned one, two, three. That's not an AW match. That was like a straight up squash match. Yeah. <laughs> and I got like I got like a legit match, which was great. I got a five minute match. Yeah. Tag team match. But like I opened it with uh Alan. I worked with Alan more than I did uh Preston, which I wish I gave I could work with him a little bit more mm-hmm. uh, hopefully in the future. But uh but yeah, I mean he gave me basically everything. I like I gave him everything on it. And uh and then you know, I, I, I lost and I took the pen or whatever, but like at the same time, it was such a great moment right? of like, I got the full comeback. So mm-hmm. I got to do my whole thing, show my spot. I popped all the boys in the back with my top rope backflip and like just that whole trip was like crazy. So that was like a surreal moment for me um, with that trip. Cause you know, I had uh, my transmission had blown um, cause we, we drove up there to go to Disney mm-hmm. in Orlando and that monday and we weren't filming until wednesday and thursday um so wednesday i was in the crowd for dynamite and then thursday i got my dark match but like monday transmission goes out we got to find a we go to disney all day then go figure out the car situation get mm-hmm. a rental car really late at night then we had to drive three hours to destin oh. go to destin go go to sleep like hang out go to dinner whatever go to sleep get up at 5 a.m. and then shoot, you know, four hours up to go to Jacksonville um, to be there for dark. They're literally all day, like filming for those days are so grueling, gruesomely long. So mm-hmm. you get there at like noon and you're there till like 2 a.m. And then you got to be back there at noon the next day. And, uh, Man. but like, and I got off at two and, um, like, I ended up sleeping in my car. Mm-hmm. Couldn't sleep for shit in my car. <laughs> so I got, like, two hours of sleep, maybe. Yeah. Um, then I called Cage, uh, Brian Cage, and uh, we met up at the gym, and we hit a workout. 
and then you know I go and I go do that dark match and like they're like you're gonna get the comeback I'm like like a full comeback yeah uh, what are you gonna do I was like well this is my normal comeback what do you think okay cool whatever I'm like well, <laughs> yes. I'm like I'll take that all day <laughs> so um so yeah it's a lot of fun and uh um funny story about that too like because Pillman Jr. just signed with WWE or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so I got a funny story about Pillman Jr. too, about me and Cage and Pillman. Yeah. Uh, the second, so I've been up to Dark actually three times. So okay. after that Dark match, I went back. A um, few weeks later, I got tested positive for COVID. Oh, no. Um, yeah. Then I retested literally the next day and I was negative. So <laughs> I think it was a false positive, which was yeah. cool. So it took away it took away an opportunity. I spent a lot of money going up there. I was a little pissed off. Oh no. But then if I'll go back home a few weeks later, they bring me back. And then all of a sudden everything's cleared this time. I'm good to go. I'm like, all right, cool. So I'll have a you know, one of these two days I'm gonna wrestle. So I was in the crowd. Um we went and worked out with Pillman Jr. Mm-hmm. And Pillman was spotting Cage and uh he was spotting him wrong. <laughs> and Cage is getting irritated with it, and then uh, he let him he let him spot him again on bench the second time, and then mid midway through he's like, "Get out of the way, Pillman, Dusty, get over here." Cage still calls me called me Dusty from uh, when I was Dusty Gold. Yeah, and uh, and uh, but he's like, "Get over here, let, let him show you how to do it." And then I did it, and he was like, "See, that's how you spot somebody." It was just so funny. Uh, then we, so we just kind of like ribbed on uh, Pillman Junior a little bit. So it was a lot of fun. But it's yeah, I, I just love hanging out with Cage whenever I'm up there. So it's yeah. just a lot, a lot of fun. I wish Cage like was closer more often. We could hang out and work out more together. Right. Just, he's a good dude. A lot of fun to hang out with. So, well, talking to you about <laughs> but, it, it seems like you guys really bonded over uh, working out and stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That, when that's one of my fun, favorite things to do whenever I go up to dark, I'm just like, I just want to get scheduled for dark. So yeah, I can go work out with Cage. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, like, it's not even like the dark match or anything. It's it's yeah, I just want to go like hang out and work out with Cage. It'll be freaking a lot of fun. So <laughs> it's always always a great time. So I do because like I don't usually here when I work out. Usually I'm the bigger guy, and yeah. so like people are trying to catch up to me, or me and Cage. I'm trying to catch up to Cage. Right. So <laughs> so it's up to me to be better. So you always want to surround yourself with people that are better than you, so you can get better. You always want to strive to be better. You never want to be the best in the room or the like, like the smartest person in the locker room is what we like to say. Yeah. If you're the smartest room all the time, you're in the wrong locker room. You need to progress up to a different locker room where you're not. Right. So um, that's how you keep learning and growing. So another thing that I know, um, talking about Brian Cage and stuff, you actually had a podcast for a little while and he was your first guest on your show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I had I I used to do a podcast. We did three episodes. That's all it lasted, unfortunately. Um, we did three podcast, uh, three episodes um, called "Grab a Hold," and it was me and Pineapple Jack. Okay. And uh, I reached out to Brian, and I was like, "Hey, brother, uh, I I'd like to get you on our podcast." And he's like, "I can't right now. Maybe next week. You'll know why soon." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "That's so cryptic." <laughs> yeah, thanks for the not so much information <laughs> i don't know what that means well then i'm watching you know uh was it all in 
mm-hmm. and he debuts, rips the ladder apart. I'm like, oh, there's Cage right there. He get, he texts me when he gets to the back, and he goes, now you know why. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I get it. He's like, I'll be on next week. I was That's like, cool. um, he's like, I'll be on your podcast first. I was like, all right, bet, brother. Thank you. Appreciate that. So <laughs> uh, it was really cool. It was a good little interview with Cage, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, it didn't it didn't last unfortunately, but like it was just it gave me that good memory and that cool part. It's just another thing, you know, about this just like cage and stuff. So, and yeah. I plan on bringing him to Diamond State at some point. So, oh, that'd be cool to see. Yeah, he'll he'll come back. So I've already talked to him about it. So awesome, awesome. You never know when 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 names are gonna pop up in Diamond State either. Yeah. So Shane Taylor popped up out of nowhere. Yeah. That was really cool to see. I I was I actually was freaking out a little bit whenever I saw that you were going to have Shane Taylor at that show. I was like, "Oh my god, Shane Taylor is going to be there!" So, (laughs) yeah, and Shane Shane's another buddy of mine as well. Um, I worked several shows with him back down in Texas a lot and stuff, and kind of got to know it. And so I had reached out to him, and he was all game for it. So, um, like, it's it's good connections that you make and stuff. So, right. Well, just from doing this podcast, you know, I, I've met so many people that I never thought that I would, you know, I, I didn't know that anything like this is going to happen, but just from doing this, there's a lot of networking in wrestling and uh, mm-hmm. I've been able to network with a lot of people from doing this show. That's how it works. You talk to one and then, you know, then you're able to find other ones and talk to them and then this branches on from there. So yeah. So and that brings me to another point that I was going to bring up. Uh, the very first wrestler I had on the show is probably one of my favorite independent wrestlers, and uh, he actually uh, wrestles for Diamond State a lot of the uh, for every show that you've had so far, and that's Luke Langley. Okay, Luke. So Luke was your first time. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell of a time. I've known Luke for a long time. We've had so many matches, and the funny thing about it is, looking back in the history. Um, and I'd have to go double check too, but I'm almost hundred percent positive that he's never beaten me in a singles match. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Well, I mean, okay. So the first time that I actually um, saw a, saw you wrestle, uh, it was whenever I was doing research for whenever I was going to have Luke on the show and it was a match mm-hmm. that you guys had together. Um, and it was back when you were, I, I think you were still going, you might not have been, but I think you were going by dusty gold at that time. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And yeah, uh, I dusty old. Yeah, it seemed like it was like a, a might have been a rubber match or something because I mean it had it had chairs in the match and everything else. You know, it had a had some chair spots and everything, but it was a really good match. And I remember oh, talking to him about that. So that was out on the soccer field right there where we are in the facility. That was uh, so. I'll, I'll tell you a little story about that one. Um, okay. So we had a match before that one. Uh, that's. So I had just lost my title to Malico mm-hmm. um, from the Ozark Regional Championship from WCWA. Mm-hmm. Um, I was the first champ, and I had just lost it from Malico. Heel, uh, Langley was heel. And uh, I had a number one – I had like a rematch clause that was scheduled for Purge mm-hmm. in a ladder match Malico. Okay. Well, then Mech came in, and then Langley decided he was going to come in and uh, – he was going to put his hands on my wife oh. and he grabbed her by the hand and said, if I didn't give him my spot, 
uh, for the championship match that he was going to bash for skull line with the chair. And, uh, so, um, I was about to, I was about to give up my spot and then, uh, Wes McCann came out and made it a triple threat match tonight. And the winner got the spot basically in the triple and in the match against Malico for the title in the ladder match. Mm -hmm. Well, Mecca will end up winning, but he didn't pin me, he pinned Langley. Okay. But I didn't get, I didn't get my revenge on it. Mm-hmm. So basically at the purge, we did another match where we were, uh, they ended up throwing Chris Bay in that final match also. So it was Chris Bay, Ma- uh, Malico and, uh, Mecca Wolf. Hmm. And, um, I, I threw my case of still never being pinned for that match and having my rematch clause. And then, uh, decided that Lynn Langley wanted to still talk his trash and I still wanted to get my hands on him, get my revenge for my wife. And, uh, so they threw us in a match where it was a, a chairs match and, um, the winner went on to the main event to be in the, uh, make it a fatal four way ladder match. Okay. And I, ended up, I ended up beating Langley Yeah, and going on there. And then I got another viral spot from that one where I did a slingshot, um, moonsault onto Ma- uh, Malico on a ladder. Yeah, it was pretty dope. But it was on OMG moments on re- uh, wrestling on YouTube. It was pretty good. So. That's cool. You, you know, uh, now that you're saying that, I, I remember they had vignettes and stuff before I watched the match, and I remember uh, Langley having your wife and stuff. And uh, you know, uh, all when you were saying that, it was all coming back to me. It's like, yeah, that's right. I remember that, and it was called Purge and all that. But yes. That was the first time I actually ever saw you wrestle, and uh, mm. I, it was a great match. I really enjoyed watching it. Yeah, we went. That was actually a really long match, too. Yeah, yeah. That that was like a 35, 40-minute match also. <laughs> I don't have short matches. Like, I, I always put on five-star bangers that are, like, <laughs> extremely long. So, like, when people are like, oh, I don't know about a whole hour-long uh, Iron Man match, I was like, Shoot, that's like my normal match. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when it's done right, it doesn't feel like it's been that long. Right, exactly. So just like with the lunatics, I know how to – so that's one thing I pride myself in is actually it doesn't matter how long I'm out there. I know I'm going to have the crowd 100%. I'll know if I lose the crowd, I'll take it home. Yeah. Because I know when it – if it gets to that point. And if I feel like we're losing the crowd, I'll either do something to get them back or I'll feel like, okay, it's at this point, we've gone kind of long enough, we can take it home now. Like, I get out there, I get lost in time. I just enjoy myself wrestling, and the crowd's into it 100% of the time. So, like, I'll stay out there all damn night if, I, if the crowd's still into it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the, with the, all the different divisions that you have in Diamond State, there's one in particular that I wanted to talk about because it's very unique. Uh, I know that it has a lot to do with um, – uh, a certain division in ring of honors where you kind of got the inspiration for it from, but I'm talking about the Imperial division, uh, kind of talk about that and how you came up with the idea for it. So I've always really liked the pure division in, mm-hmm. uh, ring of, uh, and I wanted something like that, something for like the wrestlers wrestlers, not your, um, not your crazy spots, not your characters, but wrestling, like right. actual wrestling. Yeah. Um, done right you can you can still keep a crowd and stuff and i've proven that in the last few years especially when i started going less indie flippy and more going to my 
my style and that's more of like suplexes and, and like and holds and stuff and crowds eating it up and loving it because of how vicious and aggressive I make everything look. Right. So it's all how, how real it looks. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Imperial division, basically it's the pure division rules on the ropes. So you get three rope breaks. Um, but I wanted to throw another twist in there. Something that you could tell really good stories with and add some suspense and make people have to watch to pay mm-hmm. attention. Cause you can get lost quick. And that was adding that each participant only has two pinfall attempts. So basically if they go for a pinfall and they kick out at two or even one, so some guys will go try to go end it really quick mm-hmm. and it's one, two, and then they kick out, you lost the pinfall. Now you only have one more chance to win. So you right. could have all your pinfalls gone, hit your big finish, go for the pinfall and it won't count for nothing. Right. You'll have to take them out. So like then then it goes to like you have a TKO option also you can knock them out for the ten count so right um it just adds so much suspense and stuff like that yeah uh, I mean uh, yeah. the match that I saw between Luke and Blackwell um it, it was it kept you on the edge of your seat because you're not like oh well you know that's that's one rope breakdown you know that there's a pinfall you know it's gone now and uh, I know that Blackwell actually lured him into using both of his pinfalls and then it's like wait what does he do now you know it keeps you thinking and it keeps you like i said on the edge of your seat because it is different and it is something that you have to uh you have to pay attention to make sure that you know what's going on Mm -hmm. yeah and so and that's it's just the thing is he like you said he lured him in Mm -hmm. to to up his pinfalls so then he couldn't his you know big brain buster and, and go for the pinfall Right. Because it wouldn't work, you know. Yeah. Um, so left him to have to do some missions if he was going to win. So which makes it even harder. Right. Especially when they have three also. So yeah. like, but I mean, that that's also the suspense. If you're smart about it, you know, you make them wear out all their their uh, rope breaks first. Yep. And then they can be underneath the ropes. You can hold on to the ropes if you want mm-hmm. when you're pinning them. It won't matter. So, <laughs> just there's gonna be so much tricks and stuff, and you're gonna see so many surprises in that match. Uh, but one thing that will happen um, before too long um, will actually be an hour-long Ironman match in an Imperials rules. Okay. So that'll be a good one. And basically, what that'll do is um, say they used one pinfall, or say they suspense. Um, uh, all their pinfalls. Uh, if they happen to tap them out and get yeah. a, and get a, like a, a, a point, mm-hmm. then they'll get one back. Okay. Okay. So there, there's chances for that within that time that they can use them, but then gain them back also. Okay. So, huh. That'll be interesting so. to see. You know, uh, I, I definitely want to see that for sure. Uh, another side of things that are going on with uh, Diamond State is you have your academy. You're starting to train the next generation of wrestlers. And I know that there are a few that you've actually trained yourself that are um, wrestling for Diamond State Wrestling right now. Um, people like Pineapple Jack. Uh, I, I know he's one that you trained yourself. Yeah, Pineapple Jack. Um, one half of the tag team champs. Uh, Eli Perez is one of my, he's my very first graduating student, actually. Okay. Um, so, um, so I have him and I have, uh, pineapple Jack. Then I also have a debuting Eric Bronson this, this next show. 
Mm-hmm. Um, just now recovering from two two bicep tears. Yeah, uh, he had double bicep tear, and so he's been he was out for six months, so he didn't get to be part of Diamond State when it first started. Um, but now he's finally back wow. and healed. And go, I got a few other ones. Uh, Anna, our mm-hmm. female announcer, mm-hmm. she's one of my training female students to be a wrestler. Um, we got a few other guys, uh, that are there that you don't really see, um, that are helping out in other ways, um, right. paying the students, um, but they'll be up and coming. And then I also have another one that was my second student, um, who went down and trained with Dustin Rhodes. He goes by Ollie Emerson and he'll actually be coming in, um, before too long also. So, okay. so Yeah. Always having an outlet. That's the good thing about being a Diamond State student um, at the Diamond State Wrestling Academy is that eventually you'll be a star on Diamond State Wrestling. So. Right, right. And one thing that you brought up was um, uh, Anna, you know, and I know that when it comes to the women's side, you have specifically made it to where women shine in that division. You have a women's announcer. You have a uh, women's referee in that match as well, you know, so you're, you're actually showcasing women in all the different spots that you can in that match. Yep. I want nothing. So in the women's division, um, it was originally called the diamonds division. Mm -hmm. Um, unfortunately, um, that name was, um, stolen. Um, gotcha. Used down at, at, uh, um, at row in Houston. Um, that's what they call their, so, um, cause that was kind of like my whole point was they wanted to be them. They were the diamonds of diamond right. state. Okay. Um, and, uh, so it was the diamonds division. Now it's just the women's division, unfortunately. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, uh, nothing, uh, I don't want to highlight anything but women in that match. So yeah, referee announcer and the wrestlers. Um, now granted this next, next show, um, Candace, our female ref will actually be refing the, mixed tag because that's the only match infiliating with women. So right. she'll be actually bring that, uh, that. The, so it's tag team and, and the women. So, yeah. Uh, and will be announcing it. So, yeah. And Candace is awesome too. You know, I, I, I know her from, uh, uh, I know her and I know red, you know, all that. And, uh, uh, she's awesome. What she does. I, she, I think actually in a few different companies got, um, um, ref of the year last year. Nice. So. Yeah, she does a great job. I I, I love my refing staff. I have yeah. a great refing staff. I think we're at a really good point. Um, I actually just added a new referee today. Oh, cool. Um, that I'm giving another guy a shot because uh, ref uh, Brian Scott will be out. Um, the the August 27th show. I found out he's not gonna be able to make it because of his his normal job and okay. uh, so. Um, I filled his spot um, with another referee that Kenny, uh, ref Kenny had uh, suggested. So I okay. have a debuting ref. Um, is Dol Dolan Dylan Dylan D Y L A N Dylan 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 Dylan. I guess uh, yeah, Dylan. I'm bad with names, <laughs> but Dylan, Dylan Dylan something. So okay. Um, yeah, he'll be uh, filling in for. For Brian and uh, he'll uh, we'll see how he does and see he may be a consistent thing. So awesome. So but, what is it like going from just being a wrestler to now 
um, booking shows and things like that. Uh, I know there's got to be a major change there, uh, even in mindset for doing a show. I mean, just so I, I, when I was just a wrestler mm-hmm. and I was very involved in WCWA, um, I didn't understand a lot of some decisions that were made by um, the old promoter. Right. Uh, you know, and uh, but now being in that chair, uh, I really have grown a respect and, and, and like grasped the concept of certain things and uh, realizing what works and what doesn't work. Yeah. Um, so my big focus since doing that is just to make the best storylines I possibly can with the top talent that's available you know, that deserves the highlight. So everyone gets highlighted on the show. Um, that's one thing that I, since taking over this role that I wanted to make sure everyone got highlighted. That's why we do, you know, commentary graphics. We do ref graphics. Everyone has a highlighted spot and they're all important. Um, especially to me. Cause it, like, I've got to like, I can't do it alone. It's a team yeah. effort thing. And so I appreciate everyone involved. Um, that helps out and everything. So um, <clears throat> that's why they all get graphics and, you know, I expense out for that, but like, it's been rough uh, more on a financial sense than anything else. Um, definitely uh, tough to run a wrestling business. It's not super easy. It, it looks easy. I mean, it's easy to run a crappy one if you want to <laughs> run a, but run yeah. a legit um, out of it and actually take it serious and, and try to put the best quality, I mean, you got to pay for quality talent and so it's costly and there's a lot of guys I can understand why some companies cut corners and they try to try to do their best to, to get free talent uh, and stuff like that. Um, But like, you gotta be careful with like a lot of that. So um, that it's, you'll get your, that's why I never looked a lot of the shows because you know, you had a lot of what we call carny, you know, promoters. Yeah, that pay people, um, you know, especially out of towners and stuff like that. They they you know find excuses of not to pay, and that's where the hot tag and handshake came in. You know, yeah, uh, kind of, and so they take advantage of you if you if you let them. And uh, so I I try to pay everyone fairly uh, on it and stuff. Um, I do got some people you know that um, donate like their time in a sense and and help out that are more local people and. Uh, you know, I'm always grateful and appreciative of that. Right. Um, and so, and once we get to a financial, you know, stable place too, uh, you know, I'm going to reward those people. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so it's just, uh, it's a definitely, definitely a different ball game and different animal being a promoter and a booker, especially when you're booking yourself on the show. So you got to deal with all the stressful stuff, everything that's going wrong because nothing ever goes right on a show. <laughs> it's like always something wrong. So yeah. you, you, you're trying to focus, um, you know, sometimes I miss the days where I can just focus on my match, go out there and kill it. Yeah. But now I, I got less. So now I got to be more, I'm very more, I'm old school a lot of times. So here are the last few shows. I've just been like, all right, let's just go out there and call it in the ring. Um, very old school. <laughs> um, like, all right, you, you know, my stuff, I know your stuff. All right, let's just go out there and work. All right. Yeah. yeah. Here's, here's the finish. Cause I got to worry about this. So, right. um, Plus, I always try to watch everyone's matches because, you know, if I see something 
that, you know, they could, I try to give pointers and tips to some of the younger talent as well um, to make sure, you know, that they show that I care uh, about, you know, what they're, they're bringing to the table and everything and uh, try to help them out the best I can with their career. I just want to help everyone succeed. And that's what I want to see everyone on my show be the best and and everyone's their time to shine. And, and, and so uh, that's why I have all such great talent. You don't really see, crappy talent on my shows and you you won't ever see crappy talent in my shows so um because i'm very picky about who i bring in there's nothing wrong with that you know uh, you, you have pride in what you're doing and that's a good thing so and that that's why we'll be the talk of the town and we'll put everyone out of business uh that tries to come around or well they did we already kind of <laughs> put a business um <laughs> before we so my graphics scared them off um <laughs> So and that that's another thing too. If you look at like, I think if you're gonna be like, here's a pointer to promoters. So and, and I like, I've I've seen the promoter side now, you know, the business owner side of things, and now I've seen the wrestler side of things. And like the thing that I value the most, and things that help the most, mm-hmm. is valuing your like quality that you put out to the advertise, right? Like your graphics, your um, poster, all that stuff needs to be good quality stuff. Yep. Um, a lot of row crappy promo pictures and that for like the wrestlers out there, mm-hmm. like I send me, they want to come work for me and they send me a shitty, um, uh, promo picture. And it's like an old riggedy. You can't really see they got dark faces or they're covering <laughs> their face. Up, uh, yeah. kind of promo picture. I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, how about you go get some good promo pictures pride yourself yeah you know we're all independent contractors so you have to value yourself so you have to not only go take care of yourself in the gym but you have to value yourself when it comes to like the the picture you take and the quality stuff there's there's people around that, that yeah. do um photography for wrestling uh, yeah. they do a great job reasonable priced um, I've helped out several people who had crappy photos that I wanted to come in and work on because I I like them as a talent. I was like, I'm paying for the shoot. You just got to go down there and get there. And they had to go up to Texas to go get their photos done for my my photographer. Yeah. And down there, and I paid for the shoot, and then I got pictures out of it, and then they could just pay a little extra to get their own to promote themselves out there. Right. So promotion, you know, in general, you know. Um, People aren't going to come if they see that you're not putting your best foot forward when it comes to advertising. Advertising is so important when it comes to anything, even this. You know, if I'm not putting out quality stuff, like when I'm advertising for an episode, people aren't going to want to come listen to it. You know, and same with that. You know, if you don't take pride in your presentation, then they're not going to be interested. Exactly, hundred percent, and so that's why I like, you know, if I'll accept some people's promo picture for them, but I expect them to go. And then, like some talent, I do that as a test. Also, this yeah. is another thing. So, if any talent decides to listen to this, what I look for is if you don't have the fo- promos now, like the photos now, because you're you weren't able to get to a good photographer, and you're yeah. kind of working with what you get. Yep. I go, hey, I'm gonna pay for a shoot. You just got your stuff down there. The the 
correct answer is all right i'll try to schedule as soon as i can to get down there yeah um that means i'm interested in bringing you in but i need a good promo picture of you yeah and i'm on, and i'm paying for the shoot then i expect you to just pay to get yourself down there and take the shoot like yeah. and then that only helps you you're not paying for a photo shoot and you have an opportunity to buy good promo pictures to help you further yourself and get more promo like the best promo picture you can get right so it's like i I tested that with several people and some people said uh yeah it doesn't work for me i can't i can't get down there because i i can't go get booked down there right now so i'm not gonna go down i'm like all right i'm not gonna book you then yeah um simple that i mean and then others go okay i'll schedule my next day off boom scheduled (laughs) it got it done for me as fast as could yeah. So and I will, and I'm going to say who it is that did that for me. And, and that's why she's my women's champ right now. Um, and that's Olivier. Yeah. So as I asked her, I was like, Hey, um, I need you to go to Greg down in Texas for me and get some promo pictures. I'm off next Monday. I'll try to schedule it and get it done. Boom. That next awesome. Monday she had it done. Awesome. So, yeah. Like it, that, that's, it's all about valuing yourself. Cause that, that shows me that you don't value yourself. If you're not willing to someone paying for a photo shoot for you, then yeah. you're not willing to pay for yourself to get down there and get done. Yeah. Not even try to, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, well, right. you know, and I mean, it's, uh, you got to take pride in yourself, you know, how much, right. how serious are you putting into yourself even, you know? And I mean, with you saying this, you're not saying, okay, you have to be down there, um, next weekend, you know, you told them go schedule it, you know? So, I mean, mm-hmm. it's not like you're like, no, you have to skip all the things you're doing with your family to go do this, you know? Right. Like, it, it's it's one of those, get it scheduled as fast as soon as you can. Right. But obviously, don't make it like two months from now. Right. Um, make it within the next couple of weeks that's convenient with you. Right. You know, yeah. um, kind of thing. So, we're coming up to close to a close on this episode and everything. And I, I <laughs> kind of just have a few more questions for you here. Um, and it kind of just goes back to your wrestling career and everything. What would you say is probably one of your favorite feuds that you've been in? Oh, I've been in so many. Um, so I have several good feuds. Um, my number one is gonna, man, that's real tough. Actually, there's two really good ones. And that's one that you guys are seeing right now involved, uh, in, uh, in diamond state, which is Lorenzo's X. Mm-hmm. We have just such good ring chemistry together. Um, and, uh, and then the next one is one of my members of the United, which is William J. Blackwell. We hmm. feuded through several companies over the last couple of years, actually. So, um, like, beat the hell out of each other. We did an hour-long Ironman match against each other. Um, uh, like, we just we killed it. And uh, so those are probably my two favorite feuds. Um, cause like a lot of independent, that's another thing too. Most independent promotions don't do feuds. So yeah. like, it's hard to like, or if they do, it's usually their local guys. They don't really bring someone in for a while to try to feud with somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never been a fan of that either. Of, oh, only use your local guys. No, bring yeah. in other talent and then make it good. And then take some breaks from some people and bring other people in. Right. So, but anyways, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. what would you say is your most memorable moment in wrestling Ooh, i mean that that scale in the rafters is a really good moment 
but yeah, also it, it took me back. Yeah, I mean, that's a great moment. But honestly, you know, I got the AEW moment, the top rope backflip, popped everyone in the back. It was always a great moment also. Um, and then that uh, Fatal 4 ladder match where I uh, slingshot moonsaulted onto Malico on the ladder perfectly was yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, so, like, just so many just so many different ones. Like I try to create new moments and you usually got to try to stay fresh and, and keep creating moments to keep yourself relevant. So uh, my most memorable at the moment is the scaling the rafters yeah. till the next one. And then, you know, I'll create another moment. Keep I'm going to be the most, I'm going to be the moment maker. That's, that's going to be my new gimmick. Is there you I'm go. the moment maker. I'm going to make you a star, baby. <laughs> <laughs> So, do you have anything that's coming up that maybe you want to talk about before I get you off here? Well, we got August 12th, back down at Vino's in Little Rock. Um, I'm defending the Diamond State Championship against uh, Treshawn Prince. Very young, um, spry, talented young guy. Mm -hmm. I'm still going to beat his ass. Um, (laughs) He's no match for the king. Um, He'll foul like everybody else. And then, uh, then we move on to Diamond State Wrestling. United We Stand, um, August 27th. Tickets are available right now at DiamondStateWrestling.com. And uh, you can, there's flyers all over town, but if you're not from this town, um, follow us on social media at Diamonds underscore state underscore wrestling on Instagram. And then Diamond State Wrestling um, at Facebook. And then also on Facebook, if you're interested in ever becoming a professional wrestler, Come sign up at Diamond State Wrestling Academy at Diamond State Wrestling Academy on, on Facebook. So, uh, I mean, let's start your dream. Is that something you want to do? Uh, let's make it happen. And uh, then we have a lot of big announcements, but uh, I'm going to hold my tongue on those at the moment. Uh, <laughs> so they can't get put out of the bag too soon. But a lot of big things coming for September. Uh, and then also this next month, really. Um, and, you know to surprise people um mm-hmm. you know, you'll have a big part of that so i will yeah yeah so a lot of big things happening and diamond states is growing from here so yes it is uh, and also if you want to follow me on social media too it's uh alexander underscore gold 1990 on instagram and uh alexander gold on facebook i don't do that twitter stuff i mean i have a twitter but yeah. I, I literally never on it <laughs> so I haven't been on my Twitter in like six years. Oh wow! So, like I I created it and then I never got on it ever again. Man, um, I I do all the social media just for the podcast. Uh, I have a Facebook, yeah. I have an Instagram, I have TikTok, I have oh, Twitter. TikTok, huh? Yep. <laughs> Uh, I've even got a Snapchat for the podcast. Oh. I mean, I've, got, I've got a little bit of everything. And there's a few new ones that I've started. Like there's one that came from Instagram called Threads. It's kind of like Twitter, but it's like their version of Twitter. And uh, so I do that one. Yeah. And then uh, there's one that I signed up for today. And I've actually been getting a lot of hits on it. And it's called Clapper. Um, and it's, Cla- it's Clapper. Yeah. It's it's a lot like TikTok, uh, but it's uh, you can sell stuff directly off of there and like if you have like an etsy shop and like my wife has an etsy shop for like all of her shirts and stuff that she makes and her stickers and so um she can do videos and then it's like oh well here's my etsy shop so you can do that there too 
any place that I can pretty much promote this show, I'm going to do it. I'm going to give it a try. That's not bad. Yeah. So, you know, you uh, might have to send me that info on that, that clap thing. So I can okay. talk to my social media people and get them to sign diamond state up for it or something to sell the merch. Uh, there sell are the a merch. few, <laughs> there are a few wrestling uh, companies on there. Uh, they're already doing like, you know, the, like the little clips and stuff like that. Kind of like you see on TikTok and everything. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it gets the word out there. Yeah. Especially if it's a hot new thing, you know, you know, you got a lot of youngsters that are going to get on it and, you know, you got to hit all age groups. Um, right. You know, uh, when you're trying to draw people to crowds and stuff. So yeah. there's still a lot of young kids that are, uh, uh that's why WWE stayed around for so long. They went to that PG area and they're targeting the younger kids more than the adult kids. Yep. So it's, well, that's why I went less edgier, unfortunately, but, <laughs> well, but, you know, it's, it, it's an ever growing thing. You have to try to appeal to all audiences, you know, right. Um, there's something in it for everyone. It's just a matter of making sure that those people can find it. That's the reason why I do have stuff for, you know, older people, us older folks that need Facebook, you know, because we were there for the inception of it. And my kids call hey. me old now because I have, you know, I'm, I'm in my, I'm 35 now. So <laughs> do what? You remember my space? I do remember my space. I had yeah. all kinds of cool stuff on there. Songs. Oh, uh, you can put there and stuff. That, it was actually pretty cool. My space was. wasn't bad. It was really like, cool. Like that was the hot thing back in the day. And then like you could put music on your thing and all that stuff. And you're like, Oh, this is awesome. And then Facebook happened and it just disappeared. I can't believe like, we, never... we gave up MySpace for Facebook. I know. Right. It's the yeah. same thing. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. All right, man. Well, it's been great talking to you tonight. I've really enjoyed this and uh, this one will make it on the air. I'm going to make sure of it. I uh, oh, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have a good night. You too. Hey, listeners. I'm glad you're enjoying what you're listening to. I'm Billy from Zero Hero Podcast. I'll always be joined by Jim. And me and him are the Folk and Skull Podcasting. If you definitely like jumping down rabbit holes from week to week of anything that ranging from the old school Power Rangers 90s-esque nostalgia or... We could even be talking about moon landings. So, I know you're interested. So, definitely after the show, come check us out. Zio to Hero Podcast. Hi, everyone. I'm Lisa. And I'm Dawn. And if you've ever watched a TV show and thought to yourself, oh my God, that season finale plot twist was absolutely bonkers. Or seen a movie and thought, wow, I need to talk to somebody about this train wreck immediately. Then we think you'll fit right in with our podcast, I Hate It, Let's Watch It. We watch TV shows like Riverdale and Emily in Paris. And movies like Deep Water, Killer Sofa, Rubber, and Deadly Illusions. And we give them the total rinse they deserve. It's basically group therapy for movie masochists. So come check us out wherever you stream podcasts. All right, everybody. I hope that you enjoyed that episode with Alexander Gold. I had a lot of fun talking with him, and uh, I look forward to having him back on the show here probably in the future. So, uh, yeah, just stay tuned. I've got some really good episodes that are coming up. The next one that you're going to hear is with John Bloodworth. Also, a lot of people know him as John Cross. He was a former wrestler out of the Oklahoma area. He's done all kinds of great stuff, and uh, we talk about his wrestling career as well as his personal training and the things that he does now. Um, we talk about how much he hates running, 
but he seems to still do it. So make sure that you tune in next week so you can hear the episode with John Cross. It was a lot of fun. We even talked about uh, Dragon Ball Z a little bit, and we talked about some anime and things like that. I did not know that, but he is a pretty big anime fan. So, yeah, good things are coming, and it was a lot of fun talking with him, too. So make sure that you tune back in next week to hear that episode with him as well. So I've got all kinds of great things that are coming up, and if you want to stay up to date with everything that's going on with iGetApp, then make sure that you're following me on all the different social medias. You can follow me on Facebook. You can follow me on Instagram. You can follow me on Threads. You can follow me on Snapchat and even TikTok. And the formerly known Twitter. Now it's known as X. I'm not really sure why it was changed to X. I thought Twitter was an okay name for it. But whatever, you can find me on there as well. So make sure that you're looking for me on all of those different social media sites. Uh, just look up If You Give a Data Podcast. Or you can just Google it. Type in If You Give a Data Podcast and I should be the first 10 to 15 results that you find on there. Or if you don't want to do that, as you're listening to this episode, you can go and look at my show notes, and I will have my link tree at the bottom of the show notes, and you can go and find all of those wonderful places to keep up to date with this show there. So I want to give a shout out to all three of my podcast networks. You guys hear me talk about them every week. They're a bunch of great guys, and I have so much fun being a part of each and every one of these podcast networks. They have different shows that you can find, uh, whether that be a show about toys, or whether that be... Uh, another wrestling show, or if you want a travel podcast, or you want to hear scary stories, or even some kind of fan fiction or original stories as well, pretty much anything that you want you can find on any of the podcast networks that I'm part of. And I want to give a special thank you to all of them, and that is the OIW Podcast Network, the Avenue Podcast Network, and the Zeo to Hero Podcast Network. All three of them are great, and they all have amazing content that you guys should go out there and follow. I will have a link to all three of their websites on my show notes as well. So make sure that you're going out there and that you're following them. So I've got merch out there. You guys can find it on any of my social media sites. Go out there and get your shirts. I have some new designs that are coming out here soon. Uh, something a little different. It's not just my logo. It'll have something along the lines of, you know, how I open it with, hello, all my beautiful people. It'll have something along those lines. So if you guys would want something like that, Make sure and tell me. I've got stickers for that. I'm going to have shirts. I'm going to have all kinds of different stuff. I have shirts right now. I have coffee mugs. I have stickers. Um, I could get magnets. Anything that you guys want. And the person who makes this for me is my wife with her side business called Cups and Teas by Stacia. If you need any custom things made, make sure that you go out there and uh, reach out to her to get those things done. She's done all kinds of great things. Uh, she's made different things for different people. Uh, go out there. You see me put the sticker of the day out there. Um, she has all different kinds of great things that she does, whether that be coffee cups or tumblers or uh, those shirts that say mama. You know, I know those are very popular with uh, with mothers. So, uh, you know, if you have something that you want done, she can custom make it. But she also has other designs that she does as well. Make sure that you go out there, follow her on her social media sites and on her Etsy page. And like I said, that is called Cups and Teas by Stacia. Make sure that you're following her. Make sure that you're buying your merch from her. And uh, yeah, just give her some of that love. I'd like to give a special shout out to Decure for creating my ending theme song that you hear at the ending of every one of my episodes. He's a great guy coming out with all kinds of great music. Make sure that you go out there and follow him as well. 
Lastly, I want to give a shout out to Nick Helms and the original Geek Comics for giving me a spot in their newest comic book that's coming out called Paladin. Make sure that you go out there and you get a copy of that. And also, they have a new one that they are trying to get funding for. It's called The Eighth Day. So make sure that you're going out there. Show them some love. You know, they're putting a lot of hard work into these comic books that they're making. So if you have the time to go out there or the funds to go out there and support these and get them off the ground on this next project that they're trying to do, go out there and do it. And if you can't, then just go out there and share it as well. They're on Facebook. They're on Instagram. I will have a link to their website on my ending show notes as well. So make sure that you're going out there and that you're following them. Like I said, I'm very excited about everything that's happening here, and I can't wait to see what happens next. There is some big news that's going to be coming up here very soon. As you're listening to this, you might have already heard it. You might not. I'm not sure when it's going to drop, but you'll know when you hear it. Make sure that you go out there and rate and review this episode. Let me know what you think. If you like it, if you don't, make sure and you let me know. Um, and also make sure that you share this with everybody else. Let them know that, Hey, I like this podcast and I'd like to share it with you. I think you'd like it too. Make sure that you're subscribed wherever you're listening at and hit that notification bell. That way, you know, when the next episode, if if you give a data podcast is available. So I've started this and I'm going to continue it. I'm enjoying this. We are going to have our dad joke of the week. What do you call a boat full of buddies? A friendship. (laughs) I love you guys. I hope that you have a wonderful week. And I will see you next time. On. He calls us beautiful people, then tells us who we have on. The best part of my day, though we're blocked out in my pods. Tell my friends all about it so that they follow along. And the host is kind of nerdy, but guess what I am as well. I don't feel so alone, and I began walking out of my shell. Heard a story, I need a connection I haven't felt. I'll be looking for the next one, tell then farewell. It's the podcast for me. Have it on better go see. Listen closely, download and tune in remotely. It's the podcast for me. Have it on better go see. And listen closely, download and tune in remotely. This podcast is part of the OIW Podcasting Network.